I once heard that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. And the more I think about it, there's a lot of truth to that. And I want to dive into it in this episode. Let's go. You're listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast, where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. Welcome to another edition of the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, stock market coach and option trader, Jason Brown, and I'm excited to have you here with me today because we're going to talk about mindset. And more specifically, I want to dive into this concept of the quality of your life being determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. When I first heard this, I don't remember how long ago, but I thought, oh, hmm, that's cute or that's a very interesting saying. I thought it was just something, you know, philosophical. But when you really dive into it, there's a lot of truth in this. And I think a big portion of it has to do with what happens with your subconscious mind when you ask certain questions or when you say certain things with your mouth is what you are telling your subconscious mind. I remember reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he was saying, never say, I can't afford this. He would say, always ask how can I afford this? And notice the small tweak, right? Some people look at something and say, we will never be able to afford that instead of saying, how can I afford that? And what happens is when you ask the question, how can I afford that? It unlocks the portion of your brain that starts to problem solve, that starts to look for solutions on helping you achieve the goal or whatever it is that you are trying to pay for. When you say, I'll never be able to afford that. It totally shuts down the most powerful computer in the world, which is your brain. And it doesn't allow you to start thinking of creative ways that you can make something happen. And so I I was thinking about a few different questions that we get asked or that I see on the Internet, whether it's with respect to mentorship courses. I've been to seminars or people ask certain questions. So I kind of put together a few different questions that I'm going to, I want to break down why it may not be the best way to ask that question. What's a better way to ask the question and what you may be telling your subconscious mind if you're not careful and paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth in the manner in which you're asking questions to get a better result or a better answer or take you down a better path to a resolution. So one of the questions that came to mind with respect to investing in courses, investing in mentorship, different things like that, just investing, period. Sometimes people come to the table with a, a, a spirit or a ego of how much does it cost? And the better question to ask versus how much does it cost is how much value will I receive from it? Now, obviously, if you're in a grocery store and you pick up uh, an ice cream bar or something like that and it doesn't have a price on it, then how much does it cost is a perfectly legitimate answer. But I'm talking about when you start to go to an investment seminar, when you start to look at a course, you start to look at anything that costs money for personal development, for uh, learning a new skill, whether that's going to college, going to a trade school. The question isn't necessarily how much does it cost? 
the real question is how much value will I receive from it? Because once you figure that out, it doesn't necessarily matter how much it costs. It matters if you value the amount of value that you're going to receive from it. So for example, someone will say, may say something like, I would never pay $100,000 for a car. Or if I had a uh, Lamborghini Murcielago parked outside and I said, hey, uh, I'm selling my car for $100,000. Or if I just said, I'm selling my car, period. I don't even put a price behind it, right? The wrong question to be to ask is, how much are you selling it for? The right question to ask would be, how much is it worth? How much value will I receive from a Lamborghini Murcielago? See, that's a different question. Because if you knew that that car could sell for $200,000 and there was nothing wrong with it, maybe I just got a job out of the country, had to sell it real quick, uh, given all the parameters were in place that this was totally legit and not a stolen car, right? Because somebody's mind's probably going there. What's wrong with it? Is the engine about to blow? Is it stolen? Just assume everything is perfectly fine. The question is, how much is it worth? How much uh, value would it bring me? Because it's not that you wouldn't pay $100,000 for a car. You would if you knew that the car was worth or valued at $200,000 because you could pay $100,000 for it and turn around and sell it even at a $50,000 discount for $150,000 and make $50,000 and still give it away at a discount to somebody else. And so how much does it cost is never the right question to ask when it comes to investing in yourself, when it comes to knowledge, school, courses, the stock market, the real question is how much value will you receive from it? Because that value is going to determine if you're willing to figure out how to get the money for how much does it cost? I remember uh, hearing a speaker once say, Someone went to like a seminar and they just was like, we don't want to sit through this long seminar. Just tell us how much does it cost? And I remember thinking like, yeah, yeah, just tell us how much does it cost? I kind of was siding with the heckler, right? Like, yeah, just how much does it cost? They always want to sell us something. And that was when I was in a different place in life and I didn't have the business mindset that I have now. And I'll never forget when the speaker said, if I haven't built any value, for my program, then it doesn't matter what the cost is because any price is too high. And I thought, ooh, he just shut us up. And it wasn't me. I I didn't vocalize. I was just the price. I was just kind of in my head, sitting in my seat, cheering on the heckler. Like, yeah, tell us how much the price is. But the reality is, it was so true what he said. He said, if I can't get through the presentation and build the value for what I'm going to tell you the cost is, then any price is too high. It doesn't matter what price I tell you right now. It's going to be too high because I either haven't told you the value or you're not at in a place in your life where you've seen enough of whatever I'm about to offer that you even understand what value is. So basically he's saying, sit down and shut up and let me finish the presentation. <laughs> but the point is, If you don't understand what the value is and you're not willing to sit through and understand the value proposition, then it doesn't matter what the price is because it'll always be too high because no value has been built. Another question that people often ask, I shouldn't say often, not everybody asks this, but I do see it from time to time, 
And again, at whether I go to a real estate seminar, a stock market seminar, whether someone's attended one of our webinars, whether someone's seen us talking about the stock market online, one of the questions you'll get, if you have your own product or service, one of the questions you'll get is, does this work? And that is definitely not the question to ask. The question to ask is, how do I make it work for me? You see, there have been countless numbers of people that have encountered something that didn't work for the people that came before them. Does that make sense? Right. So somebody has tried something and it didn't work for them. It didn't work for their cousin. It didn't work for their cousin's cousins or their best friend, sister's brother's baby daddy. And so they think, ah, does this work? Because nobody I know was able to make it work. And the problem with that thinking by asking, does this work? You're activating the comparison side of your brain. You're activating the portion of your brain that says, well, that person's this age went to this school and did this. If it couldn't work for them, then it's definitely not going to work for me. And that's that's the part of your brain that you're activating by asking, does this work? Now, when you activate the side of your by asking the question, how do I make this work for me? You're activating the side of your brain that says, doesn't matter how tall that person was. Like if you're thinking about going to the NBA, it's like, well, I'm short. Well, how do I make playing basketball work for me as a short person? Maybe I can dribble faster. I can do layups. I can steal the ball. Obviously, you might not be able to slam dunk or block a lot of shots, but you're, it activates the portion of your brain that's focused on your characteristics, what you bring to the table, your positive attributes. And you're saying, how can I put all these things in play to make it work for me, especially when it comes to the stock market. Cause you know, when I think about people who say like, I would get involved, but I don't have any money. And so I'm thinking if you can't get involved because you don't have any money, if money is what you need to get involved, then how do you, how will you ever break the mold if that's also the same thing that you never have? And so you start to think, well, how can I make this work for me versus focusing on whatever limitations you have or versus focusing on what somebody else did or did not do. So again, it's not does this work, it's how do I make this work for me? And here's the asterisk, even if you are going to be the first person to be successful at it. Can you imagine uh, people trying to get on the moon and the first few people didn't make it? And so it's like, well, because they tried it, this won't work. So I don't think this will work versus saying, okay, how do I make it work for me? What type of rocket do I need to build? What type of suit do I need to build? What type of math and science do I need and studying do I need to put into this to make sure we not only get to the moon safely, but get back home. And so it's the same thing when you're looking at anything with regards to breaking into a new industry or breaking into a new industry for your family, meaning people have done it before, but nobody in your family, in your circle has done it. Doesn't mean it won't work. The only question is, how do you make it work for you? That's a better question to ask as opposed to does this work? Here's another one. And this one, this one, oh, oh, I get a kick out of this one. And this is my favorite one that I see, because when I see this one, I immediately think, OK, this person just, you know, they're coming from way out in left field. And that is if you're so good at this, why are you teaching it? I've seen that question 
a numerous of times. I'm not just talking about to myself. I, I see stupid comments like this on YouTube or I've been to seminars. And if they're so good, why are they teaching it? To me, that is the, in my opinion, I don't want to offend anybody, but I just got to, I just got to speak my piece. In my opinion, that is the stupidest question that a person could ask. My friend once said, if you ask stupid questions, you'll get stupid answers, right? Uh, he also said, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> so, you know, when I heard that, it gave me a chuckle. And that's what I feel this is. Like, this is a stupid, you ask a stupid question, you'll get a stupid answer. Or uh, if you play stupid games, you'll win stupid prizes. Here's what I mean by this. The better question to ask or what I want you to ask yourself If I'm going to learn this, this being the stock market, real estate, whatever the case may be, who do I want to teach me? That's a better question to ask. Not if you're so good at it, why are you teaching? Because if you ask the true question, if I'm going to learn this, who do I want teaching me? Let me flip it on you. Do you want somebody who's a failure at it teaching you? That doesn't make sense. And so that's why I said, if you ask stupid questions, you get stupid answers. Or if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That is a stupid question to ask because you go to the person that is having success to teach you. All right. Failures don't give seminars. And even if they did, nobody would pay to attend it. Does that make sense? And so it never makes sense to wonder or if someone has had some success at something, in my opinion, That is the dumbest question you can ask is, why is a successful person teaching? Uh, Perhaps because they're successful and they got some things they could show you and failures don't give seminars. I I remember someone on YouTube asked us this and and I basically replied to the guy. I said, what you're asking me is like asking McDonald's. If you guys are so good at making hamburgers, you guys are so good at distributing burgers, finding real estates, building systems that that can generate a cash generation. If you're so good at it, why are you going to let people franchise? Now, just hearing that, you would think that is a stupid question. Whoever asked that, remove that person from this room because they clearly are not business savvy. They clearly don't have an investor's mindset, right? You, that would just be a stupid question. It would also be like asking a business professor, if you're so good at business, why do you choose to teach it? Right. So, I mean, I could go on and on with examples of why that's just not a smart question to ask. The real question is, if I'm going to learn this, who do I want to teach me? And if you ask that question, I guarantee you don't say, let me find someone who's failed at this and thus who I want teaching me. Now, I am not saying you can't learn from some failures because you can learn from people who haven't had success. You can learn what not to do as well. But the question in itself, if you're so good at something, why are you teaching it? It's just a flawed, it's just a flawed question where you're going, you're eliciting a stupid response because it's like, well, how do I answer that? If I'm so good, why am I teaching it? Maybe because I want to help people. Maybe because I want to give back. And maybe the next question would be then, if you want to help people, if you want to give back, this will be a perfect segue into the next question. And that is, well, how come this is not free? Okay. 
let me tell you a little story because I, I love how Jim Rome put this. If, you, if you're not familiar with Jim Rome, the motivational speaker, they call him the great business philosopher. He passed away some time ago. And I'm not talking about Jim Rome, the football coach, because apparently there's a football coach named Jim Rome as well. Jim Rome once said, you know, if I wrote a book on how to how to save yourself from a heart attack or how to have good health, he said, how much is that book worth? Right. So if I wrote a book on how to have good health and how to save yourself from a heart attack, if it saved you from a heart attack, how much would the book be worth? He basically said the inform. he said, would you stand up and say 1999? <laughs> right. And so the point is. A book that could save you from having a heart attack is not worth $19.99. It's priceless if it can save your life, right? And so what he was getting at is that the book, the, the information is priceless, is invaluable. It's not that you're paying $19.99 for the information. That's what it costs to print. That's what it costs for the ink, for the paper, for the publisher, for us to put a cover back on it for us to distribute it, right? To store it in the warehouse. That's what costs $19.99, right? And so the answer to that question is that's why it's not free, okay? But the information is valuable. And so what is a better question to ask? A better question to ask is what are the differences between the free and the paid version? That's a better question to ask, right? Because there's free information out there. We do free information on YouTube. We do free information on our blog. This is free information in this podcast. But then you start to say, well, what's the difference between the free and the paid information? And when you want to ask questions back, when you want the shortcuts, when you want a community, you want it structured in a well thought out process that's going to take you from A to Z in the shortest amount of time. That those are the differences between the free and paid uh, version. Right. But much like Jim Rome says, you know, when you think about how come it's not free, anybody who runs a business understands, you know, I'll take our business, for example, we're delivering digital courses. How do you think these courses get delivered? There's web hosting for the website. There is software that controls usernames and passwords. There's security or what's called SSL certificate secure server licenses that protect the websites and your information from uh, hackers. There's a payment processor that wants their portion of the money for processing payments and for protecting credit cards so that we don't have to have credit cards stored on our personal computer at home. There's customer service, right? So Michaela, uh, my team, Samantha, you got Angelo. These people, unfortunately, this is not a, what is it called? A 403C It's not a nonprofit. These people want to get paid, right? So anybody who runs a business understands that computers, microphones for good audio, recording software, webinar software, all of this stuff, security software, membership software, all of this stuff costs money. And so that's the answer of why it's not free unless you're monetizing some other way. You think about YouTube or you think about Google. They give away the search engine for free Facebook, but they monetize on the back end by selling advertisements and, and marketing and, and, and collecting data and knowing about their users and stuff like that. But the, again, the real question to ask is not how come this is not free. The real question to ask is what are the differences between the free and the paid version? 
Uh, before we move on to the next one, I, I want to share with you another quick story. I, I remember when I used to go to Cedar Point, which is a, an amusement park in Ohio, Sandusky, Ohio, or maybe you've been to Disney World or something like that. And I'll never forget when I was super thirsty and I wanted a bottle of water. And then, you know, they'll have you waiting in like this long line. It's like a three hour line. You get halfway through the line and there's a, a, a water or a pop machine. Right. And it's like five dollars. It's super inflated for the price of that pop or that water. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but I had to change my mindset. And used to, I used to think like, well, water's free. Like I'm not paying five dollars for this. But when you start to say, what's the difference between the free and the paid version? It's like, we got a free water fountain. If you're willing to get out of line, lose your spot, we got a free drinking fountain way down there. What's the difference between the free and the paid version? The paid version is we got a machine right here keeping the water cold. It's in a bottle. Nobody's breathed on it. There's no germs around it. You don't have to get out of line. You get to keep your spot and you get to handle uh, your thirst right here, right now and still stay in the line. Right. And so that was a different way to look at it. So now I understand what's the difference between the free and pay version versus standing in that line and being like, how come it's not free? And the person behind me like, yeah, I know. Ha ha ha. They were they always trying to rob us and five dollars for water. That's a rip off. And then you start this whole negative effect. Versus saying, hmm, what's the difference between the free and the paid version? Okay, the paid version is I'm paying for convenience, not necessarily the price of water. And for that convenience, they had to run some electricity out into the middle of the line. They had to move a machine out into the middle of the line. If that machine breaks down, they have to have somebody that can repair the machine. And so that's why that bottle of water is now $5 and not free. And so you have to think about it uh, from that perspective. One of the other questions that people ask themselves, and and I see this generally in life, I see this online, uh, especially when people are complaining, one of the questions that they ask is, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening to me? And The reason that's not necessarily the question to ask is because what you're subconsciously saying is I'm better than everybody else. And so if something negative and we're going to go to the negative side, right, and we could do the positive side, too. But on the negative side, if something negative happens to you, you say, why is this happening to me? That's almost like saying to the universe, somebody else less fortunate. This should be happening to them because I'm special. So I don't deserve this to happen to me. This should happen to someone else. And what that does is it it puts people in a position to say, who are you? Who are you for it not to happen to you? Like, why should it happen to me and my family? Like, we're, we're less of a human being than you. And so you can look at this from the positive side, too. If you were to win the lottery or something positive happened to you, uh, if someone donated a kidney or a liver or something, You may think like, why is this happening to me? Why is someone being so kind to me? But but that still is not the right question to ask, because then on the positive side, yes, something positive happened to you. But what you're saying is, why me? As if your life isn't valuable enough, if you aren't good enough, if you're not as if you're not God's child for something positive to happen to you or for your life to be spared or for you to get the kidney or the liver transplant. And so. Whether it's something negative happening to you or good, 
is not necessarily the, the, the right question, but maybe why not me? You know, why not me? Why isn't this happening to me? But a, a, another question to ask yourself or a better way to ask that if it's on a positive end, why not me? If it's on the negative end or the positive end, the question to ask yourself is what is the universe trying to tell me? All right. If something if you if you ended up with cancer, if you ended up with a bad liver, maybe the maybe, you know, I shouldn't use cancer because I don't know how people catch cancer. But uh, if you end up with a bad liver or, or you end up with diabetes or something like that, perhaps I'm just using this example. Perhaps when you ask, what is the universe trying to tell me? Maybe it's trying to tell you you need to exercise. Maybe the universe is trying to tell you you need to diet. Uh, maybe you always get into a lot of car accidents or you get pulled over and you're thinking, well, why are the police always mess with me? Versus what is the universe trying to tell you? Maybe it's trying to tell you slow down. Maybe you got that ticket because it's trying to tell you next time you might get into an accident because you're going to be texting and speeding. And this is the warning that the universe is trying to tell you, perhaps you need to slow down. Perhaps you need to stop texting and driving. Perhaps you need to pay attention. And so don't ask, why is this happening to me? If it's positive, ask, why not me? I deserve this. Or even if you don't feel you deserve it, perhaps the creator feels you should be blessed even if you don't deserve it. So why not you? And then on the negative or positive side, you could ask, what is the universe trying to tell me? Right. So if you're like, man, you know, good things just keep happening to me. What is the universe trying to tell you? Perhaps because you're always helping other people. You're always doing for others. You're always looking out for other people. And when they have an opportunity to do something for you, you finally look up and like, wow, this person got me a gift or this person sent me a gift card or this person paid my bill and or I went out to eat and someone said that this person picked up my tab. You know, what is the universe trying to tell me? It's like, keep doing what you're doing. You're a good person. You're putting, you're planting good seeds to allow uh, the fruits to grow and repay you for you to be able to eat off that tree uh, in the future, potentially. And so as we wrap this up, I just really want you to think about the quality of the questions you are asking yourself as you go through life and as you're trying to better yourself. And I want you to be conscious of some of the questions that activate that either activate a negative side of your thinking or it shuts down the positive and creative side of your brain and it stifles you from moving forward or taking action. And then I want you to think about the alternative way that you can ask some of those questions, which again, versus asking how much does it cost, asking how much value will I receive from it versus asking, does this even work? Asking, how do I make it work for me? Instead of asking, if you're so good at this, why are you teaching it? Ask yourself, if I'm going to learn this, then who do I want to teach me? Versus asking, how come something is not free? Ask yourself, what are the differences between the free and the paid version? And instead of going through life asking, why is this happening to me? Ask, why not me? Or ask, what is the universe trying to tell me? I guarantee you, you'll get a better answer and a better outlook on life. And you'll be surprised at what doors opens up for you just by twisting or tweaking your thinking and the questions you ask. So I'm signing off saying I want you to have a great quality of life. And it starts by asking better quality questions. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Money, Markets and Mindset podcast. 
We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.